Hey there. Almost 30 years ago, Jackie Fox was a young associate at a big law firm in Washington, D.C. It was a Friday afternoon. Jackie's mom was scheduled to check into a hospital the next day for life-saving cancer surgery. Except the insurance company was saying they wouldn't pay for the surgery. Jackie called them right away. I was like on the phone in my office going, I am out the door to sue you over this. You need to understand because it's four o'clock. So I only have an hour to find a judge and I'm not going to wait. So they said that they would pay for it. Great. Woo. Yeah. All right. Mom gets her surgery. Does fine. Jackie is ready to go back to doing fancy law firm stuff. Except while she was yelling at the folks at the insurance company, Jackie had left her door open. Her assistant heard the whole thing. And the support staff at that fancy law firm, a lot of them were having trouble with their insurance. So a steady stream of support staff started to show up in my office with problems. Because she said, here, you got this fixed. And that was how Jackie Fox started the journey from being an associate at a fancy D.C. law firm to being the person who blows my mind more consistently than anybody I've ever talked to for this show. And I've been talking to Jackie Fox for about a year and a half. She's a law professor these days, and the reason I haven't mentioned her to you before is that every time we talk, I'm like, wait, what? That's a whole episode of this show, what you just said right there. And I say that multiple times in every conversation. So this episode is an introduction, how Jackie Fox came to be this person who blows my mind every time, how she sees the world, which includes big picture thinking. Like, that's key. I mean, in a few minutes, she's going to lead us back about 800 years to a pivotal moment in English legal history in order to understand health insurance. You ready? This is An Arm and a Leg, a show about why healthcare costs so freaking much and what we can maybe do about it. I'm Dan Weissman. I'm a reporter. I like a challenge. So my job on this show is to take one of the most enraging, terrifying, depressing parts of American life and bring you a show that's entertaining, empowering, and useful. So Jackie Fox had this stream of people coming to her, asking her to solve their insurance problems, and she kept helping them. And it was actually easy to get it fixed for them. Jackie Fox has said a bunch of times in our conversation that fixing health insurance problems is easy. And that's pretty remarkable. I mean, I've really never heard anyone else say that. And I talk with a lot of lawyers. There may be some things that are peculiar to Jackie Fox that make these things easy for her, but the idea that they are easy for anyone, that they're not basically impossible, that is something really worth exploring. And to understand Jackie's trajectory and what makes any of this seem easy to her, it's probably helpful to talk about what she was doing at that fancy law firm and why. My training was in reading contracts and understanding corporate financing mechanisms. So she was doing securities law, designing complex financial instruments. Remember mortgage-backed securities? Yeah, she was doing those 30 years ago. And here's how she describes that work in three separate conversations. It's so much fun. So much fun. It was just pure fun. Pure fun. <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. She says she just loved the intellectual puzzle. How do you structure incentives and obligations? She had picked up the bug in law school. So for her next move, big picture thinker, she leaves the law firm job, goes back to Georgetown Law School for a master's in legal studies, in legal history and philosophy. This is so dorky, like how this all came together. Remember how I told you we were about to go back 800 years in legal history? Okay, this is it. So there's this thing called the Enclosures Act. We're talking about English lords grabbing exclusive rights over lands, enclosing them, where peasants used to graze livestock or even where they had houses, which the lords knocked down. You know, it wasn't nice. 
Jackie Fox calls it a tragedy, and it's not like she's alone there. This went on for hundreds of years. There were peasant revolts. It was kind of a big deal. And this started like in the 1200s. That's when the first statute said a lord of the manor could take land away from peasants. And here's the interesting part. On paper, Jackie found those laws offered peasants something in return. We're willing to compensate you for what historically was your entitlement to a share of that property, but you will no longer have the property. You will be made whole for the value of it. And we are headed back to health insurance here. The law included a system for filing claims to get compensated for that loss. But what it required was a level of sophistication on the part of the people who had those claims and an ability to fit the regulatory scheme set up to identify and value the claims. And we're talking English peasants in the 1200s. <laughs> Not everybody's literate. Not only that, you had to go somewhere to file the claim. You had to go up against people who could kill you. Yeah, those would be the lords. People with swords and soldiers and stuff. Being an English peasant in the 1200s was no picnic. So on paper, it looked okay. Eh. A little exploitative, but at least it was doing something. In fact, it was terrible. This continued through the 1700s and the starvation and the exploitation or whatever. And as I was studying it, I was like, this looks like health insurance. This looks exactly like health insurance. That is, I'm a peasant with a claim against an English lord or I'm an office worker with a claim against a health insurance company. There's some big power imbalances here. And Jackie Fox is seeing some big parallels. Because I keep getting these people calling me in a steady stream because they hear through other people that I know how to do this and I read their contract. And if you're Jackie Fox and you know how to read that contract, it says these folks have the right to what they're asking for. But if you're not a lawyer, a lawyer whose idea of pure fun is reading through complex financial instruments, how the hell would you know that? And Jackie Fox is like, you know what? All this stuff I'm seeing, helping people with their health insurance? It looks exactly like the Enclosures Act. Because? Process without meaningful access to process is no process at all. Yeah, let's say that again. Process without meaningful access to process is no process at all. And she was like, maybe I can provide that access. Because she wasn't just interested in puzzles. She was also interested in justice. We'll hear all about where things went from there and what that means to us right after this. This episode of An Arm and a Leg is produced in partnership with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit newsroom that covers healthcare in America. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with the healthcare giant Kaiser Permanente. We'll have a little more information on Kaiser Health News at the end of this episode. So, Jackie Fox, interested in puzzles? interested in justice, armed with this insight. Process without meaningful access to process is no process at all. Like, for instance, when we have trouble getting what we're entitled to, what we need from health insurance. And she's like, I'm going to see if I can just do this for people. Yeah. It seems like there are a lot of people who really need this help. And for whatever reason, I never lose. This was like what I was thinking at the time. I've won every <laughs> single case. It doesn't even take that much time. So she wouldn't have to starve either. She figured it'd be a volume business. She would charge a flat rate, relatively low, and, you know, aim to knock out most cases quickly. So I set up a practice, <laughs> and I was like, I got to do this cheap, right? So I took over an outbuilding at my mother's house and turned it into my office. And it worked. It helped there were a ton of doctors in her family, people who were happy to explain the medical stuff. And then doctors called her, too. They had patients they wanted to treat, but insurance wasn't playing ball. And then sometimes she called those doctors back for help. Like when parents had a baby who needed heart surgery and the only in-network heart surgeon didn't do pediatric surgery. 
And apparently you can't use an adult cardio surgeon for an infant's cardiac surgery because the heart's (laughs) like this big and it's a totally different field. And it was great because other doctors I knew could walk me through how to explain how absurd this was and also point me towards really, really qualified doctors. Then I could call them and they'd say, I'm totally willing to accept the in-network rate. Then I could call the insurance company and say, hey, this isn't going to cost you any extra. They're going to accept this. Let's just make this go away. And the insurance company was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Jackie ended up charging $1,000 an appeal, which is definitely real money for most of us. But compared to paying for surgery or, you know, doing without it? And some cases involved weeks and weeks of slogging through the mud, as she puts it. But a lot of them were quick. She did fine. She had a Mercedes. She raced sailboats. And it was a lot easier for her than working in a big law firm. She got interested in policy. She wanted to fix more than one case at a time. She started working with government agencies and advocacy groups in her spare time. Then she took an academic fellowship or two, first at Johns Hopkins, then Yale. And for the last 16 years, she's been a law professor at the University of South Carolina. But, you know, her phone still rings. Like last year, I got a call. I was in the grocery store and it was a colleague of mine whose dear friend's husband was dying of cancer. And they were trying to get him into an experimental treatment program. And the insurance company had said no. And there in the grocery store, Jackie Fox figured out the issue. Somebody at the insurance company had made a mistake, was looking at the wrong part of the contract. And I said, yeah, so just call them and say, there's a mistake. The contract covers this. This is how it got coded. It should be fine. And she was like, oh. So then she called and they covered it. And it just took a phone call. I was like, and this is who you ask for. Don't ask for that. Just ask to speak to a manager. Explain it was this screw up. You don't even want to go through the appeal or retaining counsel. You just need them to clarify it. And it just worked, right? It worked. So they didn't they they didn't have to get an attorney to write that letter. They didn't have to go through all those things. They just had to know the magic words. Right. But like, that was super obvious to me. I know what contracts look like, like without even thinking about it. And that's not a... I've been doing this for 30 years. Of course I know, right? So it's not like a brag. It's like, duh. It's like a plumber knowing what a pipe looks like, right? She's like, this is why the flat fee model worked for her back when she did this for money. That's that joke, right? When the plumber comes and they hit the thing and there's someone's like, why'd I pay you that much money for hitting the thing? And they're like, because I know which thing to hit and how to hit it. So yeah, when Jackie Fox says something is easy, we got to take it with a grain of salt. She's been doing this for 30 years. And yeah, She started off as a lawyer, specifically as a lawyer who liked dealing with complex financial instruments like an insurance contract. So she started off with an extra leg up, an inclination to just see an insurance contract from the start as part of a system of pipes, a puzzle. A lot of people think that insurance companies are in the business of getting people healthy. I've never thought that, right? I mean, it's not a slam at them. They're amoral. They're not immoral or moral, right? And so a lot of people's approach to them is to beg or, or to point out the harms that are going to be caused by their choices. And it never occurred to me to do that. If you've listened to our episodes about Lori Todd, the insurance warrior, I bet some bells are ringing for you. Like you got a problem with your insurance company. That's a contract dispute. They don't care about right or wrong. So, yeah, Jackie has decades of experience and a finance lawyer's inclination to take a fairly cold blooded approach to a contract dispute and the credential of actually being a lawyer. And she'll tell you, she's got something else. A lifetime of relative privilege she gets to take for granted, which produces what she calls an entitled response to lots of situations. Like if I go to a restaurant, they say, we're sorry, we we lost your reservation. Like my first instinct is going to be, so how are we going to fix this? Yeah, she says that entitled response is basically an asset. 
So, for instance, a while ago, Jackie's husband had some medical issues, and Jackie called the hospital billing department. I don't think they believed me that I was a lawyer. Like, they were actually talking to me like I was lying. And so there was a huge amount of contempt and disdain in the woman's voice. And this woman was misrepresenting the law to Jackie in a way that, if it were true or if Jackie didn't know it was false, would have been to Jackie's disadvantage. And, of course, Jackie is a lawyer and knew the woman was wrong. But Jackie thinks... Even without that knowledge, she would not necessarily have taken that woman's word for things. For someone who is, feels entitled, right, like me, yeah, I will hear that and go, the law shouldn't do that. That sounds wrong. The law can't be what you just said it is because that would be weird that someone like me would have something like that occur. And we don't all start there, but we can be coached. I'm thinking again here about Lori Todd, the insurance warrior, a non-lawyer who coaches people through insurance appeals. And one of my favorite things is what she tells people who say they don't feel ready to call up a bunch of bigwigs and stand up for themselves. I say, you don't have to feel that way. Just pretend you're that way. Pretend you're me. I'm not scared of these fools. I love that so much. We want people like Jackie Fox, like Lori Todd, to teach us what they know. And we want to keep learning how to find that confidence or, you know, how to fake it when we're dealing with a healthcare system that abuses so many of us. And yeah, that's a lot to take on. So like, for instance, here's something Jackie Fox said to me early on. I do this whole thing with law students where I teach them how to do a basic appeal and it's really easy. And I can just walk people through that. That's really not hard at all. Yeah, and now I've actually watched a class session where she does that. And well, one, she's talking with law students, law students at the end of a semester long course on health policy and law. and. Two, that class session is about three times longer than an episode of this show. And three, she talks pretty fast. So unpacking that lesson, it's actually going to be a big project. But yes, she really does walk us through it. And what she says is super consistent with what Lori Todd has to say in her books. And I'm pretty geeked about it because I want enough of us to soak up enough knowledge and enough confidence that we can become some kind of army, like you know, go into training. Learn this stuff when we don't need it personally. Learn it to be able to help others, help ourselves and our families when the moment comes. And yeah, that turns out to be a big chunk of work. But, you know, good work for some of us, maybe even fun work. And it's a lot to look forward to. And meanwhile, there's a bunch more stories to dig up. I got a whole list cooking for next year. They're going to be pretty fun. And I get to do that because you are supporting this show. For the last few weeks, I've been asking you to help us take advantage of Newsmatch. It's a program from the Institute for Nonprofit News that matches individual gifts to journalism outfits like an arm and a leg. And I tell you what, the way I'm doing the math, you have already given us enough to max out the $10,000 in matching funds Newsmatch told us they were offering. But you know what else? Newsmatch has just announced they will now match another $3,000 in contributions. And if you come through with another $2,500 on top of that... Well, I've got some folks who are ready to match that, too. And if we hit that, the Knight Foundation has a little bonus for us. And I want that bonus. So we could absolutely use your support right now. We started doing the first aid kit newsletter last month, pulling together the practical information I've learned from doing this show. And I can see that people are reading it and rereading it and passing it along. And like I said, we have so much more coming up. Yeah, we. Because I don't do this by myself. There's a team of rock stars whose names you'll hear in a minute working hard on this show. If you're enjoying it, if you find what we're doing entertaining, empowering, 
and useful? Then please do come on to support us now and get double your money's worth. If you give us $20, Newsmatch will turn it into 40. If you make a new monthly pledge, Newsmatch will match a full 12 months worth. So five bucks a month from you means 60 bucks from Newsmatch up front. The place to go is armandalegshow.com slash support. That's armandalegshow.com slash support. Thank you so much for supporting the show if you can. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you in a couple weeks. Till then, take care of yourself. This episode of An Arm and a Leg was produced by me, Dan Weissman, with help from Emily P. Secreta and edited by Marion Wang. I cannot tell you how much better the show is because of their brilliance and their patience with me. Daisy Rosario is our consulting managing producer. Adam Raimunda is our audio wizard. Our music is by Dave Weiner and Blue Dot Sessions. Gabrielle Healy edits the first aid kit newsletter. This season of An Arm and a Leg is a co-production with Kaiser Health News. That's a nonprofit news service about healthcare in America. It's an editorially independent program of the Kaiser Family Foundation. Kaiser Health News is not affiliated with Kaiser Permanente, the big healthcare outfit. They share an ancestor, this guy, Henry J. Kaiser. He had his hands in a lot of different stuff. His companies built roads and made cars and smelted aluminum and built ships and created some early TV stations. There's a whole list. When he died more than 50 years ago, he left half his money to the foundation that later created Kaiser Health News. You can learn more about him and Kaiser Health News at armandalegshow.com slash Kaiser. Diane Weber is national editor for broadcast, and Tanya English is senior editor for broadcast innovation at Kaiser Health News. They are editorial liaisons to this show. Thanks to Public Narrative, a Chicago-based group that helps journalists and nonprofits tell better stories for serving as our fiscal sponsor, allowing us to accept tax-exempt donations. You can learn more about Public Narrative at www.publicnarrative.org. Thanks to everyone who is pitching in financially to help get this show made. We could not do it without you. And everyone is absolutely welcome to join in at armandalegshow.com slash support. Here's some folks who've come aboard recently. Thanks this time to Mini Bhattacharya, Amy Levin, Jackie Williams, Becky Friedman, Catherine Avila, Ashley Gross, Tim Inkelbarger, Jonathan Krieger, Lisa Bernstein, Dr. Angela Druven, Rebecca Renner, Rachel Listener, Jared Walker, Lenore Weissman, thanks mom, Tiff Floyd, Patricia Hamilton, Nancy R. Alexanian, Chris and Julia Larson, Sean Bolum, Jess Boyer, Ryan Nowlin, Debbie Lewis, Michael T. Harrington, Henning Colesman-Freiberger, Sarah Fetterman, Amy Zacognio, Allie Davis, Janet Cochran, Dawn M. Parsons, Cindy Peterson, Steve Vigliotti, Billy Greenwald, Dan Wise, Linda Peer, Susanna Pearson, avid listeners in Squirrel Hill, and Nani Didi Levine. Thank you.